0: This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get amplified. Hello, family, and welcome back to the Amplify You podcast. I am Braden Ricketts with my host, co-host, sister, and business partner Michelle. And today we are going behind the mic with one of our favorite clients, wow. spiritual mentor, writer, speaker, facilitator of the Your Story to Your Glory program. Wow. And I have to say, influencer of my own personal verbiage, <laughs> my own vernacular, and my art has all changed. Having met the host of The Karen Kenny Show, welcome Karen Kenny.
1: Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited to be here and I just love you both so much and um, what an honor, like I had no idea, like I just started working with you guys and we all kind of like fell in love so quickly and it's been like a fast and furious friendship and just what a treat to get to be on your show, so thank you so much for having me.
2: Oh, we're so excited to have you. And this is like one of our favorite things to do is like really get behind the stories of why you created a podcast yourself and what that's done for your business. Now you have gotten off to, let's just tell our audience, a crazy fast start in your podcast (laughs) and have gone already like up to like 1,500 downloads in the first like month. It's just great. So we're so excited and so proud of the work that you've been doing. It's really cool to see it just go it's, it's like we said it's going to take on that life
1: of its own too. yeah and i couldn't do without you guys i mean the one thing i have is the gift for gab like you know i used to have a, a local access right Something wicked low budget like tv show uh the yoga show with karen and it was wicked popular with the uh, prisoners in new hampshire uh because they started writing to me and calling my house collect it was fa- fa- fabulous <laughs> uh, i had to put the kibosh on those collect calls but um, so we had like a really low uh, production value in terms of meaning. I had a lovely family called the Sokals, Stan and Lucilla, and they were my director and my camera person and stuff like that. Uh, but then she um, got sick and she was having a series of time where she couldn't be there. And so then my crew came down and it was just me and Stan. And Stan would be behind the glass like in his thing. And then I would just have all these different cameras angled at me. So I would just literally sit in a room and talk to myself, like talk to the viewers, but it was really just me alone in a room talking. So I was like, it's really a transferable skill set to being a podcaster. Cause now I just sit in my little weirdo closet in my writing office and I just talk up here. So I'm actually so grateful because after that show ended, I did it for like 13 years and I was the producer and the host. And then I stopped the show because I was transitioning out of yoga into spiritual mentoring, um, and, but I always knew I wanted to do another show. Um, and the cool thing about this is you guys have helped me to kind of take my vision and my idea and to bring it like into real life. And so I'm so grateful for that because to me, podcasting, and I also do it as a video cast, uh, I put it on YouTube, but for me, it's just a way to do verbal storytelling. And that's how I most identify as a storyteller. And so uh, I'm just having a blast. And I can't even believe like, it's not that I don't have self-confidence or self-worth, but I kind of go, shit, man, I can't believe like people I know, even people I know are listening because I don't expect my friends and family to listen. Cause they're like sick of you. They're like, I know her, like whatever.
0: They've heard all your stories.
1: Yeah. They're like, whatever, you know, but no, I have friends who are listening and, and you know, they say like, I think you found a new niche here for like your business and what you're doing. Like this is so natural and they love it. And I'm like, that's such like hat uh, feedback because you know, they don't have to listen. You know what I mean? So the fact that they're choosing to do it is great.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I love. Thank you so much. I, we're so excited to be on the journey with you as this thing gets just revved up and is starting to soar. Um, you said that you're a storyteller, and that absolutely comes through in every episode that we've heard of your podcast. I can tell that you are considering, you actually conceptualize what the audience's experience is while listening to your show. Now, this is behind the mic, so we're going to peek be behind the curtains a little I bit. I love that. Yeah. That's true. When I got your first three episodes that we were going to edit and and post for you. I noticed on episode two or episode three, you batch recorded these. So you did these all back to back in your little, like you said, weirdo closet (laughs) and then sent them to us. But what I love, what kind of stuck out for me was that even in your second recording, you were thanking people for all the feedback and comments on the first episode, you knowing that it will have aired before the first and you're going to hear from people. So you're including them in that second episode, knowing that that was going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I try to think about like, um, so as a person who is a storyteller, so and I'm also a writer, but I write kind of cinematically, I always think very visually. And so I was just thinking and 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 I want to like set the tone for myself that I was gonna be successful right yeah. so did I know that a bunch of people were gonna be writing reviews and listening and I don't know but like I was like okay I'm gonna hold that vision that people are gonna do it and I knew I had to batch the first three because of the way that lives in and iTunes and everything works like you know when you finally launch you're actually launching like your first four episodes right or something like that yeah. so I was just trying to think about like okay I what would happen well ideally a bunch of people would be listening and they'd be digging it's like that's really cool then the other thing i try to do is because i know that some people are listening and i know how intimate like you guys were the ones who were reminding me of this principle that you are literally in somebody's ears which means you're literally in their head right and it's such an intimate experience so i was thinking like Oh, well, there are people who are going to watch this on YouTube who can see me, but for the people at home who can't see me and like you pull them into your world. So I try to describe like, you know what I'm doing. I'm like, Oh, you guys can't see me right now, but right now I'm doing like amen hands or I'll like kind of describe what's happening. And I try to really pull them into the experience with me because that's what this is all about. Like Leo Tolstoy, the Russian writer, I'm paraphrasing, but he has a great line. He says, at... A-A-T, at, at, <laughs> it's hard with my accent, at is transferring feeling from one hat to another. And that's really what I'm trying to do with this podcast is to take stuff that I'm passionate about, spirituality and storytelling, uh, transferring it from my hat into the hats and the minds and the ears, right? I in, uh, in the homes really of my listeners. So I try to be really aware of know what's their experience going to be like and hopefully I continue to so thank you for the compliment first of all and hopefully I continue to be aware of that because I think one of the things when you're alone in your time in a little weird room um, it's easy to forget like oh eventually people are going to be watching this right so invite them into the experience with you
2: yeah I love that you described like your room to them and like what you like so if they can't see where you're recording this is what it looks like this is where yeah. I am and, you know, another behind-the-scenes funny thing, one of the funniest things was when we got your first transcription back because of your awesome Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> the transcriptions were so funny. They were like, oh, it's another language. The,
1: the <laughs> we transcriptions were, his, yeah. Do you guys remember when I said, Oh my God, the transcriptions, first of all, it's like Siri, like my phone, like Siri doesn't know what to do with me. It makes just up garbage. Like it just makes up a whole other language, it's like Dothraki, you know, Game of Thrones. Um, so Siri doesn't know what to do with my accent. And then the transcription program doesn't know what to do with me. But then remember when it just started adding swears and we were laughing so hard because I have such a potty mouth and, and Brayden was like, oh yeah, it's a safe bet. Just add another swear and everyone, nobody will know It was so funny. if the
0: transcriber doesn't know what to put it in there just throw a few f-bombs
1: it's so good it's so good but even that's like so genius like when you guys were telling me that one of the things you offer as part of your your package of helping people will launch their podcast in like 30 days which is so cool right Um, because I will say this so two things don't let me forget the point I was just about to make but two things is that so many people usually who do podcasts, they've been thinking about it for a wicked long time and they just get frozen. They, they become immobilized. What do they call it? Um, uh, analyze, paraly- when you get paralyzed by analyzing too much. Analysis, right. paralysis, paralysis. Analysis, paralysis, that's it. So they won't launch. So they're sitting on this purpose and this dream and this way of connecting with other, their brothers and sisters, and they just get caught up in the Like for me, it was the tech side. I wasn't worried about like, am I going to be myself? Is it going to be weird? Like, because I see people all the time saying, does anybody else start recording? And all of a sudden you don't sound like yourself. Like you sound like you, because people start becoming affected in their speech and they get weird. Like, I wasn't really worried about that, but I'm like, what do I do with all these things once I'm done hitting record? And so you guys have made that process so wicked easy and smooth for me, like which I loved. So that was awesome. So I could, because I've been wanting to do a podcast for six years. My sweetie, my husband, who's a professional musician, wrote me music like three years ago, and I've just been sitting on it because I was like, I would stat and like I like kept pumping my own brakes because I was like, when I tried to sign on even to Libsyn, I got overwhelmed by all the tech language. And you guys, what you do in your Amplify, you is you just make the process um wicked fun actually it's like yeah just record these and send them to us and i'm like that's it i remember just being like that's all i have to do i can do that you know uh but what was the other thing i was gonna say what was the last thing we were just saying
0: i know, was, I was that- too busy listening to your commercial for us that was <laughs> yeah
1: if it was like if, it, well, if it's that important like i'll it, it'll it'll come back but yeah but no but really you guys it's i'm truly grateful because you know as an artist it's like I don't wanna be thinking about the, the shit I can't do. Like I don't wanna focus on the text stuff. I don't wanna focus on getting an audiogram for Instagram and the link and how do I get it on LinkedIn and all this stuff. Oh, transcripts, ah, I know what I was gonna say. So one of the cool things that you guys did, um, Braden, especially because words are kinda of like your genius too, is that you were pointing out like, well, we can take the transcripts and we can pull stuff from it it's like boom instant content i'm like oh yeah so now i'm doing something verbally right audio because everybody here's the other thing people learn in such different ways right some people learn from auditory some people learn visually some people are kinetic so Mm -hmm. i love being able to blast them and use multi-content from doing one thing like i hit record and then i can do an audiogram there. I can do a profile thing on Facebook. I can do a story over here. I can do a tweetable because I pulled out the content from this transcript. It's just like, it's like one, one, it's not one and done. It's like one and a bunch of other stuff gets created from this one thing. And you're the ones who help me to see the possibility, which is really
2: cool. And I think you said too, that like, you sometimes when you're recording you don't even realize like the genius of what you're saying until like we get the transcriptions back and we're reading it. it's like that was amazing you've got to put that out in like social media <laughs> like that was such a good like you know because you're in such a focused stage of you know whether you're interviewing someone in curiosity mode yes or, you know, you're, you're saying something that you believe so passionately about i think that's really a neat uh neat thing as well and i wanted to go back to your sweetie for a second because props. yes to- he made this music like how long ago and you actually used it on your show like yes yeah (laughs) he he had a good vision for that (laughs) my sweetie
1: is a wicked talented multi-instrumentalist and a producer and a singer and a songwriter and it's really hard because it's not like um like for me i never as a writer and i think you guys can appreciate this it's like um even though we're all one, I'm like, we're all brothers and sisters. We're all one ultimately. But in this world of marketing, business branding, you have to stand out. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a writer, I never want to sound like anybody else like me. That's why I don't steal other people's shit. I'm not that interested. Like, I don't like whatever you're doing. Beautiful. Go balls to the wall. Do it. But I don't want to copy anybody. Like, I just want to sound most like me. Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to find music for your podcast, it's like, who am I musically? Like, Mm -hmm. what's my vibe Like, you know, musically. And so I was like, sweetie, you know, I'm kind of quirky and I'm kind of weird and I'm kind of upbeat, but I don't want it to be too like poppy because I'm not like a girl, you know, like a swirly girl or whatever. I'm like, can we figure something out? And he would just look at me like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) go down in the basement. And he did, um, I think like five different pieces of music. And the one that I ended up using was the one that I picked years ago. And I said, I think this is it. I loved it. And when it came back around, um, we listened to them, and I, I even went to the the resources that you yeah. sent me for the free music to, you know, you, or you could pay or whatever. And I'm like, nothing's gonna be better. That was made by somebody who loves me and knows me the best, right? So I re-listened, and I'm like, that's it. I had it all. <laughs> amazing. I love that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. And I keep saying to him, sweetie. You know, because he plays guitar, bass, drums, uh, keyboards, mandolin. I'm like, sweetie, you could totally make money doing podcast music for people who want original pieces of music, you know? He's just not like – he's, you know, he's been a musician since he was three years old. So he's been doing this for like a gazillion years. So he's not – he's not like – how do I say it? He doesn't promote himself. That's not his skill set. He can do the the production piece, but he's not going to – he's not – He's very humble. He's not going to go out and do that. But anyways, but it was
2: fun. We can can promote him. (laughs) Yeah. I love your music. It's so great. It makes me want to dance when I listen to it, too. It's great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So
0: six years, you wanted to start a podcast. Yeah. Three years ago, you got the music. Yeah. It was only two months ago that you came to us. And now you've got seven episodes by the time this is being recorded live. Yes. With... 1500 downloads already. So you've had this quick start with a great response yeah. and how has it affected your business so far?
1: Well, I think right now is that, so here's a perfect example. Okay. So today um, my, my, my friend and my spiritual mom, Marion Williamson is in town. I'm in New Hampshire and she's campaigning to become president of the United States. Right. so I went to her event to go see her, give her some love. And while I'm standing there talking to her, you know, people are sitting, it was at like the law center in Concord or whatever. And there's a few people sitting around and this woman goes, Karen. And I'm like, oh, hi. And she's like, do you remember me? I'm Gail. We met at this other event. We have mutual friends. We're friends on Facebook. And then I go like, ding, ding, ding. Okay. I know who you are. And she's sitting with a few people. And then there's a person in front of her. And then there's another person. Right. And she goes, you guys, This is, you know, Karen, she's amazing. You should hear her podcast. I'm obsessed. I listen to every episode. Now, she and I have probably had like a 30 second conversation before any of this. She's like, I just listened to your latest one. I loved it. And I love the one about being willing to be unpopular because that's something I'm going through right now, like finding my own voice. And I'm like, that's so cool. That's amazing. And then her two friends go, what's your name? And immediately, boom, boom, Facebook friend me. (laughs) <laughs> then they subscribe and they're comparing like, what episode do you want? Cause I want to catch up. Which episode should I listen to first? She's like, she has an amazing story. You have to listen to origin story. The guy in front of them goes, he just totally leans around. He goes, you have a podcast. What's the name of it? I want to, I want to listen. And I'm like, Oh, I'm Karen Kenny. And I show him the thing. And then the woman next to her goes, she's a professor. And she's like, wait, you have a podcast? So literally within like two minutes, these people know me and here's what I know to be true. I don't have a business that um, like very rarely uh, people will meet me and they go, that's my mentor. That's my coach. I have to sign up right now. Like they get the download from their spiritual team and they're on it. Most people, because of the work that I do in spiritual mentoring, Mm -hmm. helping people, um, you know, as we call it, transform their story to their glory. Their story is really just the wicked hard shit that they've been through in their life. And it's trying to help them to shift their perspective. From a place of victimization to a place of victory, from fear to love, from pain to peace, the whole thing. So it's helping people rewrite their stories. And so it's not like people are like always wicked psyched to like work on that stuff and to make the investment because it's a financial investment, a time investment, whatever, into my, my program. But I, and so it usually is from the first time I meet somebody. It takes sometimes up to a couple of years. So what the podcast is doing is it's expediting that for me because now on a weekly basis, people can hear me, feel me, get a vibe from me, trust me. We call it the no like trust factor. And so by me just being myself, I don't have to market my programs. They're going to decide, Oh, she's, I'm not saying people say this about me, but I know how I decide if I'm going to like you guys. I'm like, Oh, they're the real deal they've had success. They know what they're doing. They're my people, right? So people will find out through watching me and listening whether or not I'm the real deal for them. And so I just feel like, um, again, because my, well, if we're being business people, my sales process, it, it usually takes like a year, two years, like whatever, a lot of personal touch points. Mm-hmm. But I think that the podcast is working miracles in ways that I'm not even aware of yet. I don't think that people have been writing to me and calling me and saying, "I think you found a new niche or niche for yourself." Like this is part of your genius, and I'm just again goofing around up in my closet, loving. Like I love the process. I love telling stories. It's how I love people and spread the love and connect. But I think it has um, it has a um an energy of its own. It has an assignment of its own that I'm not even like. I'm like, who knows what's gonna happen? So. I think this little this little show that could is gonna take me places that I can't even imagine yet.
0: I love that. That's fantastic. It's like you you've found the way to broadcast yourself and the people that are interested in that frequency will find you. And something you've said before, people not interested in that frequency are more easily just rejected by it or yes. taken away because that's an important part Self, of Self rejected. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent. I think it. if you're not. Mom- yeah, no, I think if your marketing is done well, if it's done right, you will equally attract and repel. repel, and my marketing is designed for that. If you think my Boston accent makes me sound stupid, if you can't stand the sound of my voice, I'm not for you. If you don't like that I swear, I'm not for you. If, like, you offend yourself with adult language, as Marie Folio says, I'm not for you. You know, if you're not really, you know, but the people who I am for yeah. they, they resonate very quickly. And they, like I said, they might not You're "quote unquote"
2: by you too, right? Yeah, like, right, right. People, mm-hmm. I love it. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michelle. No, no I was just going to say like the people, I think the podcast is going to help amplify that magnet. Mag- You're such a magnetic personality um, and people love you on social media. they really connect with you but I think then the podcast is going to amplify it even more because it's so intimate like you said in their ears and you get they get to hear from you once a week I think which is amazing so I think I think you're right I think this show's got places to take you and it's going to be exciting to watch. Well, it's taking us. Like we're a team. Like I'm
1: very aware that what I do, I mean, it's not really we're coming possible. with you, no matter what. I'm kind people. of making you guys, like, like if you notice, I keep saying that to you guys. Like um, you're coming with me. I'm not going there alone. You're like, uh, we have other clients. <laughs> but you both said things that you both use words that I love, and it was it was one of the signs from my spiritual team that I knew I was supposed to work with you because I love the word broadcasting first of all, because I feel like ultimately I'm like. I don't know, like I want to have like some, it's not going to be the Oprah show, but like I've always been pulled to, like I want to have a show and I feel like this is a step in that direction. I don't know ultimately what it what it is, like Impact Theory, Super Soul Sunday, like whatever the show is, but I feel like this is a, a start to begin to broadcast out, uh, not just to my listeners, but to the universe. This is my intention. Like I want to expand, um, and connect with, connect with my brothers and sisters on a more global level. And then you say, well, I mean, your whole business, right. is called amplify you that amplification. First of all, I'm married to a guy who has way too many amps down in the basement, <laughs> but I know the power of amplification. And I'm just like, that has been one of my struggles, right. Is, um, what I would, what I felt like was one of my roadblocks is that I'm just a person in fucking New Hampshire. Like, how do I reach people? And so what a podcast does is it allows you to travel beyond like time. and space. like you get to go out to other countries, other, you know, other states, other whatever. And you're no longer bound by geography. Mm-hmm. And so having that amplification system set up and you guys, that's why I love when I found out your business is called
2: Amplify You. I was like, oh, my people, like they get it. You know? So I was really excited about that. That's so awesome. And can you tell us, take us back to like your, like, what is it your show for you? Like what, like what do you do in your show? Tell uh, our audience so they can go listen to you. First of all, gotta go listen. You definitely the origin story. uh, Karen's first episode, she tells you, tells us all about her, her life story. And then, and then tell us a little bit about like your show for you. What is it? What does it do for you? And What does it mean?
1: Yeah. So for me, like, so the, you know, the, the origin story, like those of you who are tuning into this, like, if you just go listen to that, you'll get all what I would like all the, all the like deeper details of the story. The short version is, is that, you know, grew up like 30 miles north of Boston in, in a little city called Lawrence Mass. It was an immigrant city. Tough childhood. Like, who Who didn't, like, and you guys, I don't know, I always say, when I meet, when I meet kids who, like, I call everybody pretty kids, but when I meet people who are like, I had a really happy childhood, I'm like, you're like a fucking unicorn. Like, I think it's amazing. <laughs> but a lot of us had like, difficult childhoods. So I have a lot, there's a lot of stories around this, but the heartbeat, like the kicker, if I was going to have a headline story of my childhood, it's that my mother was murdered when I was 12. And she was violently um, beaten to death, kicked and punched to death, and she died. Uh, And it was just awful. It was just like a whole thing. It's gory and violent and terrible. And so that, that kicking, like that inciting incident, as a writer might call it, right, that inciting incident just launched me into a whole other... Kind of realm as a 12-year-old. And so I started asking the bigger questions that a lot of people don't start asking until they're having like a midlife crisis. When they're starting to become aware of their mortality, like what is God? Uh, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's this all about anyways? <laughs> like, so forgiveness, like, you know, um, I knew that I was suffering. I, my mother was my, ugh, my mother was the light of my world. And when she gone, it, it was like, you know, I always say my mother was kind of like the compass that I used to navigate the world. And when she was gone, ultimately ultimately i always say it was um it was my it was a, it became one of my greatest gifts because it led led me to have to find my own inner compass and so um that that her death and the way that she died um is what led me into um you know a lot of self-help books, spirituality, um, asking the bigger questions. And one of the biggest one is how do I stop suffering? Like this feels like shit. Like I feel victimized by the world. Like I feel terrible. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And one of the things that I've always believed, and I don't know if it's just, a New England thing, a blue collar thing, a Catholic. Th- I don't know what the thing was. I was raised as a Catholic kid. Uh, I'm kind of a spiritual mutt now. I uh, long time course in miracle student, student of passage, meditation, yoga. I was a, I've been a yoga teacher for over 20 years. Um, so I pull from like whatever I find helpful. But one of the things I've always said is if you are lucky enough to make it, if you get on the elevator and that elevator takes you to the top floor of your life, your spiritual life, your business, whatever, you had better send that sucker back down for the other people who are coming up behind you. Like we have an obligation. And Ram Das says it so beautifully. He says, you know, we're all just walking each other home. And so I was like, okay, I figured out some tools, some spiritual tools, some spiritual things that I could put in my toolbox that helped me to shift my perspective from fear to love and to show up in the world differently. And I'm like, I know I have a bunch of brothers and sisters that are struggling with grief. They're struggling with victimization. They're struggling with these old stories and limiting beliefs that like aren't serving them anymore. And I was just like, how can I be used? And I ask every day, I ask God, I ask my spiritual team, I ask the divine. You know, where would you have me go? What would you have me say? What would you have me do? And to whom please use me? And so I'm always asking the question, how can I most be served? Like, how can I be most useful and serve others, I guess? And, and of course, let's be honest. Like, I got to keep a roof over my head, like, and make money. So how can I have a purpose that's in alignment that is abundant financially, spiritually, creatively as a, as a writer and stuff like that? And so I was like, well, I want to do the two things, two of the things that I love the most besides animals. I'm a long time animal advocate, vegan, 16 plus years. But one of the other things is I love spirituality and storytelling. And I was like, well, all right, well, I'm doing spiritual mentoring. That's a way for people to work with me. But I'm like, I always want to be adding value. I'm like a chronic uh, and compulsive helper. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, if I do this podcast, I can help people. And it all, like all things, like if I was to be psychoanalyzed, I guarantee you it would, all roads would point back to my mom on some level. But really what it is is, you know, there's this saying that hurt people hurt people, they tend to hurt people. And I always flip it. I flip everything, I flip the script on everything. And I always say, well, happy people tend not to hurt people. And I'm like, I like to help people find their happiness. And of Course a miracle says that um, happiness and peace is your natural inheritance. So if people at feeling happy and peaceful, inner peace, on the average, if that's not your normal experience, we know something is off. And I just know that there are times in our life when we all need help. And I was like, okay, well, I can use this podcast, A, to tell great stories, because I have a lot of great stories in my life. And I have a blast telling them, like genuinely can see, like, I get so excited. I love helping people tell their stories. I help people rewrite their stories. I always say, change a story, you change your life, Right. And so I get to do that. I get to connect with people. I also get to let them know about my business and what I offer. So the podcast, its purpose is multifaceted. It's like, you know, I love the word and I also love the object of kaleidoscopes, you know, like you twist it and all of a sudden it's like a new point of view. And so I always say with my podcast, I'm I'm not trying to tell people what to think, but just invite them into the possibility that there's a different way of thinking. There's a new way of looking at your story. And the new way of looking at it is where you will find your peace, is where you will find your freedom. And so you can start to move through the world with more confidence and compassion and courage and connection. And so that's my hope for the show that, you know, and maybe it's like, yeah, hi, Falloon, like I have all this, like, it, but I really infuse it with um, with my true self. And I want what I share from my heart to land in the hearts of others and somehow um, be helpful. Sorry, I, yeah. I know I talked so. <laughs> It's like fire hosing you. I apologize for fire hosing I love, it. Just say love an it.
0: amen. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. I love it. That Aww, is absolutely guys. beautiful. I think getting your voice out there into the world is exactly what Michelle and I started Amplify You for, is to find the people that have something to say that can impact and support and build community and helping amplify that voice in order to make change in the world. And you're exactly that. We are beyond thrilled to be working with you and seeing oh how God. far we could take this.
1: Yeah, me too. And uh, we like, I always like, I always say to you guys jokingly, I don't know what you guys think you wanna do, but I feel like a pl- I'm like, I know you too. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting in on the gr- ground floor of something really big. Like I get to be like, I was one of the originals. <laughs> like I was, you know, the first 25 or like, whatever. Um, because um, you guys like, whenever you're trying to do something, so A Course in Miracles says that when an idea is shared, mm-hmm. um, it grows stronger. And so I was over here thinking like, this is kind of what I want to do. And then I met you guys and I shared my idea and then you shared your ideas and it just amplifies. It does. It just goes like, well, it just goes out. And so together we are stronger together. And I just feel like, like three years, we're going to look back. We're going to be like, remember when we were doing this little dinky thing with your zoom and your little mic up in your room. I'm going to be like, and now I'm on this show. And like, Holy shit, you guys, like we, you know, so I always say like, um, my vision for this, because I'm not omnipotent, but I'm like, I even get, my vision is probably still so small. And A Course in Miracles says, you know, um, child of God, you don't ask for too much. You ask for too little.
2: Mm.
1: And I believe that we're tapping into something and you guys took a, you know, like, I know I paid you and stuff like that, but you guys took a shot on me. Like you really um, have believed in me from the start and it's only
2: been five weeks, but like, we're going, kid, we're going places, kid. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't wait to have you back on the show in you know a few months from now to see like, you know, really we can go look back on this show again and be like, yeah, this is where it started and now look where it's going. And yeah, yeah just, I think so many doors are gonna open um and so many stages yeah. and platforms are in your future. I think it's so amazing, so.
1: Yeah, and I think people who are trying to have a show, they should think um, expansively. Like part of this too is, I always say, like, cause I'm writing a memoir, right? And ultimately, I'm also building a platform for that book, like everything that I do is starting to gather an audience for whatever I end up creating, you know, I don't know where all this is going to go. But it's like, I'm already starting to build. And the key word is genuine, like genuine relationships. And it was funny, because the woman today, when she started talking about me in front of me to her (laughs) friends, she said, I'm sorry, Karen, I know this is so weird. But when you Have somebody in your ears, you feel like you know them already. So she was like talking about me, and I was just like, okay, like, you know, because she does. She already feels like she's my friend, right? Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I just say it's really the most intimate form of communicating your story, your brand, your message, your business because people are plugging it into their ears and taking it with them.
1: like literally putting you in their head. So you're in there. I say you're in their hands, you're in their head, you're in their house, you're in your their homes. And it's like, it's a really big deal to be invited in. And I, I don't, t- that's the other thing too. I have a lot of gratitude. Like I bless every episode before it goes out. Like I blast it with love. I confuse it with love because I'm like, I often say to my clients, You know, you have to be so vigilant, so vigilant for the quality of your thoughts, words and actions, Um, especially what you're saying to a brother and sister, whether you're texting it, writing it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, um, saying it and leaving a voicemail, because you might be the only gospel that somebody hears that day. And I want to make sure that it because, you know, when you're a little kid and somebody says something mean to you, little kids don't don't apply meaning based on rationale. We do it by feeling and our emotions are too immature when we're little. So somebody, sometimes when we're little kids says something to us, like you're fat, you're weird, you're not smart, you're not whatever, which we interpret as you're not good enough, you're not lovable, you're not safe, whatever. And we take that as the gospel truth. Mm. And then it gets in our way as we're, and that's the work that I'm often doing is I'm helping these adults who are actually just terrified, scared, wounded little kids, rewrite those old stories and assign new meaning. So when I do my podcast, I try to be... Vigilant for the quality of my thoughts because I know that in their ears might be the only gospel they hear that day And so um, I take this and I know I'm wicked bubbly and fun But I take having a voice in a platform because not all my brothers and sisters uh, as a white person I'm aware that not all my brothers and sisters have that equal opportunity So if I'm gonna be a voice out there and that's the other thing I can use my show to invite Uh, people who don't have voices onto my show and I can kind of even the playing field a little bit and um, and educate like my next episode is with my friend uh, Susan next Jane is like all about race and diversity and culture and it's amazing so people can just say oh it's just a little podcast but man there is spiritual power behind what people can do with these things Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely and what you said there like even you've got 1500 downloads on the first seven episodes, that's 1500 people who would have never heard you maybe say these things Mm -hmm. and it's creating an impact. And that's going to have a ripple effect, just like you saw today as they shared it with the people that are all standing around them. I love the ripple effects and it's, I love how much intention you put behind your message when you're going into recording episode, how much of it do you plan out before getting started recording?
1: Um, so the way that I work is I get inspired by a lot of different things. So like I might be at the gym and I see somebody doing something or I hear something or I'll, I'll catch a piece of music or whatever. And all of a sudden I go, Oh, that's a great episode. So all I usually know going in, I swear to God is, um, the title, like I'll, sometimes I'll go, I don't know, this is something about being a help. I don't know. Mr. Rogers' mother used to say this thing. I'm going to do a thing about that. And so one of the things about being a spiritual teacher, a spiritual thought leader, if you will, although it's kind of weird to call myself that, but whatever, <laughs> but is that I have I've established a really good um, communication kind of like I'm a really good listener now when it comes to intuitive um, inspiration. So every day when I ask, like, have me go where you have me go. And there's a beautiful prayer in A Course in Miracles that says, um, I I am only here to be truly helpful. I don't have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will tell me. And I'm happy to go where he has me go because you're going with me, basically. So when I sit down, I basically just say a little prayer, like I'm only here to be truly helpful. And I say say to God, my spiritual team, source, love, light, whatever you want to call it, um, please help me not to be stupid. (laughs) <laughs> and I say please help me to be helpful. And I'm turning over my ears, my mind, and my mouth to you right now. And so I often say like that's why like the transcripts crack me up because when you Michelle, you mentioned this at the beginning. Okay. I sometimes have no idea what I just said. I don't know what I'm saying. And it's not that I'm in like a channeled state. I'm I'm very like I'm there. But there's a part of my mind that is in communion with something beyond me. A lot of times it's helping me to kind of produce the show on the spot, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I was a yoga teacher who, like a lot of yoga teachers, when they first come out of their yoga teacher training, they'll make like, oh my God, like a gazillion notes. And they write down the songs they're going to play and the postures they're going to do. And I always say, how if you pre-prepare and you do a whole class on bends, and then five of the 10 students have back issues, you aren't actually helping the people that are in front of you. You're serving this idea that you had and so I do the same thing with everything that I do. I don't over prepare because that makes me more anxious and I feel like I'm in a box. So I just trust that I'm going to have the words that I need. <laughs> and so I, I basically open myself up to be a conduit, to be helpful. And sometimes I'll just lead off with a title or a piece of a snippet of a story or just something, and then I just trust myself. That's the greatest thing, is I'm I'm not trying to please people, I'm not trying to be anything, I'm not trying to get my message out there. I'm like, I'm gonna sit down, like I'm talking to an old friend, I'm gonna be conversational, I'm gonna tell some good stories, we're gonna have a good time, and hopefully somebody's gonna walk away with something that was valuable, that they can start to apply to their life today. Because to me, the, the thing about the show is big spiritual concepts, but in a really applicable down-to-earth way. Because what's the point of knowing a thing, theorizing about a thing? If you can't live it, it doesn't really mean anything. So that's really how I approach it, is to just be loose with it and to trust. And part of my brand is genuineness and down-to-earth. So I love blue biz. I love like sometimes my cat starts screaming out there. I love that like, you know, I take a sip of water and spill like, I don't care about that. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I, I, I hopefully will leave an impression, <laughs> but uh, however they decide one way or the other, but I'm not trying to be anything other than, than me.
2: That's awesome. And I think you you said something really interesting a while ago about when you have a guest too, it's like your guest is like, you're naturally curious and you're naturally curious about the person. So by not over preparing and not knowing everything about them already, it leads to a much better flowing interview. And like, you know, your audience will get so much more out of it because you're so curious and naturally curious that it leads for such fantastic interviews. And I think that's a really good point that I want our audience to really with them that to let that sit with them is that, you know, being curious of what your guests are here to offer and what their stories are. I think that's a huge, 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 um, point. I want to just make sure they're listening to that. Cause I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. I think one of the things, so when, you know, when, um, I've been um, asked to be on other podcasts a lot and summits and stuff like that. And what happens is I'm always watching people's interview style and I know what feels good to me. You know, and it'll be interesting. Like somebody will ask me that question. You know, do you want to start with your origin story? Tell us how you got into this spiritual mentoring, da And I'll talk for like 10, 15 minutes about my dead, murdered mother. And they'll be like, oh, that's great. So what you're, you know, and they go right on to their next question because they're so prepared. So they're not actually listening. And right now what the world is desperate for is number one is real stories, genuinely stories real connection and what they also want is what we need now is deep generous listening the world would be a different place if people from both sides the others all the ways we claim we're different and separate from each other if we actually had deep generous listening skills so if I'm sitting there with a prepared list of questions Mm -hmm. I've already decided what's worthy of talking to you about I've already decided what's important And I could ask a question and it could go all of a sudden go out here. And I'm like, Ooh, like, but it's like, nope, I gotta stay stick to my questions. Right. So I always just think like having a level of trust and I would rather them go long and then you could edit, but I don't think we actually edit anything out of my show. I think we just like, no, we don't. Right. Cause I like the bloopers. I don't give a shit, right. So I'm like, Oh yeah, just tack the intro on the outro on and whatever. Um, so I don't like go hardcore into it, but our show's too. I want, yeah, I want, <laughs> save beautiful. you guys time too. Saves you guys time too. But I want there to be an organic kind of spaciousness to things where miracles can happen and aha's can happen and great stories can happen. And if I put it in the box, like if I chain it too much, it just it's lifeless to me. That's not fun to me. So I love, I am, that was my mantra as a kid. And I'm sure you guys have children, you know, why mom, why mom, why mom, why mom. But that why phase never ended with me. (laughs) So I'm wicked curious about people. And um, so when I have a guest on, I also know like, you know, this is about them and I really want to honor them. And I want to ask them questions that allow them to reveal the depths and the truth of themselves too, because we all have amazing stories. We all have amazing stories. Mm
0: Yeah. And you're really creating that space for them to be able to share their wisdom and knowledge and how that can support other people. We have no idea. You just let that happen in the space you create.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, because I think we're also quick to judge each other. Like that's what the ego mind does is it loves to judge. Mm-hmm. So you'll see somebody like you look at Jordan, like who was on my show, right? Like episode four, you see Jordan, like on the street, you're going to be like, uh, and you're going to immediately assign some label to him. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty of that show, it's the most downloaded episode. Mm-hmm. He, that show has helped him. He, he's, I mean, I shouldn't, I'm not, I'm not taking credit for it, but him being, having the space to be himself, things are shifting in his life. And he has gotten so much feedback about talking about mental illness and all these things. People have been reaching out to him and it, it was so impactful. And it's, that number just keeps growing. That one episode just keeps oh, growing because yeah. now the vegan community's is trying to get a hook in it and they're taking mm-hmm. it places. Mm-hmm. And so I just think, yeah. Um, If we just give people a chance to be themselves, uh, they will amaze us. I mean, it's really a miraculous thing when you give somebody room to tell their story. And because what it is, is like you're trying to find, anybody who does interviewing, right, or you have guests on, you're trying to find the universal, the universal spiritual meaning or the universal um, uh, lesson in very personal stuff and you cannot possibly extract it for your listeners if you're not paying attention and you're too
2: busy worrying about your next question. You'll miss out on the golden nuggets. I have made that mistake before in interviews and it's so, it's, it just makes for a terrible interview too and it stresses you If <laughs> you can just have a natural conversation with people, it all flows way better rather than like, oh, what's the next question? Because that's all you're thinking about is what's the next question? Like, it's true, you don't even listen to what they're saying, it's crazy. And that's where it's going right now. Like everything in branding
1: and stuff and in, in putting your voice out there is really going towards the conversational. Uh, people don't want super structured anymore. They want to feel like they're listening in on a conversation between mm-hmm. friends. And I think if you can just show up, again, it's really about trust. There's a lot of trust that has to happen and people don't get those podcasts out there because I'm in your little group and I watch and I, and I see, It's not. I'm not judging anybody, but I, I can see when somebody's dragging their feet mm-hmm. I can see when the stories are happening in their mind of why they haven't hit "Record yet, or why they haven't done so it. I' so
2: Referring them to you.,.
1: <laughs> no, no. So what I'm saying is we get it we get it in our own way because we don't, we don't trust ourselves or we don't trust the process or this. and it's just fear. It's just fear. But once you start doing it, do you remember how many times it took me because of um, it had nothing to do with the content, but the quality of sound with the intro and the outro? And look here's the thing you got to get some skin in the game and you got to work hard it's not like once you get the system down like you guys have the protocol for the for the flow sheet in the system right once you know what the system is it's like oh yeah i just got to do this but the beginning once you you guys i just want to encourage you if you're thinking about doing a show the world needs your voice you got to do it and you got to be willing to be fucking uncomfortable that's just it you got to be willing in the beginning to be a little uncomfortable to hear the sound of your own voice, to flub up, to make mistakes, to re-record it 17 times if you need to—that first intro and outro. But good news—I mean, usually once you do the intro and outro, they're done.
2: They're yeah, done. and remember, it's not you about know? you. So it's about your message. <laughs> it's about your listeners, right? It's not I, about you. Yeah. I just
0: want to go back quickly. Sorry, I know we're running out of time. We don't take too much of your time. But something you were saying about people don't want the big. What was it the word you used but it was the big branded thing and i think what it is is people are really getting attached to the authenticity of a brand so the more you hear somebody speak the more intimately you know them especially with the intimacy in the ears as we've touched on the more authentic you feel that connection and the more drawn you are to whatever that person is doing and that could be a coach could be an author speaker that could be a brand right people love the Wendy's Twitter person you know they love the Burger King Facebook person because they go out and they connect and they just they don't follow a script right? They're just being themselves. And that's what people are attaching to these days. So with podcasts, it's pretty hard to hide your authenticity. If you're just going at it in your closet by yourself for an hour, <laughs> there's uh, not much you can hide. So yeah, they'll the stiff
1: it, they it out too. And everything you said, Braden is right on point. It's like, I think people are kind of tired. Um, of being sold to or being pitched to or being whatever they like tell me who you are and then let me decide if we're a good fit mm-hmm. you know so if you're trying to put on airs or trying to be now look your brand might be highfalutin I don't drive a Ferrari I don't live in LA anymore I don't have all the fa- uh, that's not that interesting to me anymore I eat nothing if you like those things god bless you know I've got I say like I'm 50 now so I'm very aware like my life is half over. So with the tie have left, like, what do I really want to do with it? And when I first start working with clients, I have them write down what's called the big three. We call it the big three. And um, so whether it's your three core values, the foundation you stand upon, the alignment, the divine alignment for your brand, your business, yourself, your personal life, whatever. I don't really do. I mean, I do work with entrepreneurs, but really the people who come to me are in you know, are working through some deeper, deeper stuff, um, and not that business isn't a deep stuff. Because trust me, if you want to know yourself, start a business. But, um, but one of my core three, my big three, is authenticity. So I can't. I don't even know. Like I laugh all the time. I'm like, I don't know how to not be me. Like, if, if. I often think, like, what would it be like to be an actor? And this is what was so fascinating for so, so many years. And I just learned this, this is why I'm going to share it. I, for so many years, I thought, oh, when you become an actor, you take on this role, like you, it's like putting on another skin suit, like you step into this role. And somebody I can't remember who the actor was, ah, but what they said that I found fascinating, and, and I, this landed in me. They said, um, you can never actually play a role without any with with any conviction if you don't allow part of yourself to show up. Mm. So I was like. Oh, so when the guy, you know, plays like a rapist or a murderer or a sinister person, or, you know, uh, so like if I know an actor is straight and they play, you know, somebody who's transgender or gay or whatever. I just think they're bringing some part of themselves to that role because we all have those various shadows and light like within us. So I was the same thing with podcasting. Like I'm not like the same reason why I don't use filters on Instagram. I'm not trying to change what you I'm not trying to present some perfect package. I'm not trying to get you to like me because BB being be, be pretty. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, if that's part of your brand, you got boobs in the face and what go for it. But for me, the older I get, the more I'm trying to strip away what's barriers in the blocks to revealing who you really are. So that's yeah. <laughs> interesting to me and so I think that the podcast is just a way to keep revealing and being honest with yourself and being honest with your viewers and this is what's important to me this week and hey you guys I learned this this might be helpful and I feel like I'm just having a conversation with like a bunch of my friends (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I mean the like canned episodes like the things you know you're good at talking about you got to get deep in there and be like okay what do I really love talking about what who am I that's where we do that work so maybe we should come back and do another episode on
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, I think to
0: find I, your true voice
1: <laughs> well as a writer I always have I always have a, um, a piece of, like a, a little notebook I mean like notebook and pens in my bag always then you always have your phone so if I'm out in the world and I he, he has something see something smell something reminds me of something or I you know what I write it down I keep a list of like oh that's a good episode like I said some. I said something on a podcast yesterday and um and she said that's a really good essay she's like hey hey, that's an awesome episode write that down so ideas come to me all the time the biggest problem is not writing them down and then forgetting them so I haven't bumped up against but I will say this sometimes I'll say this is what I need to talk about and I'll sit down I'll get my little mic and I do the whole thing and then I start to talk and it's just like nope 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 no I'm like abort 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 so I just end it and I go fuck me. all right what am I what do you guys want what am I supposed to talk about and I just get really quiet and really still and I listen and I go all right, I guess we're talking about Mr. Rogers today. I don't know whatever, <laughs> so uh, so I haven't bumped up against out of ideas yet, but we'll see where we are at the like in like
2: five more months. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much, guys! Make sure you go listen to Karen Kenny Show, the Karen Caney Show. Okay, you gotta listen to it. It's amazing. She's done such a great job putting it together. And Karen, thank, thank you so much for coming on today in chatting with us, giving us some behind the scenes candid real (laughs) snippets of ninja tricks of things that you have helped you and I know will help our audience so much. Just getting over that hurdle, pressing record and just be themselves. Like I think that's such an important thing. So thank you for sharing. Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: And uh, it's like one to twin powers activate. I I love you too. And you bring so much to the process. And you know, you guys, one thing I, I can't go without without saying, I uh, can't leave before I say, is that like you guys are wicked supportive. Like part of your superpower, like I know you're an incredible matchmaker, Michelle. Like you're really like good at like a lot of things too. And Brayden, you're really good with words and da, da da. But there's a combined chemistry. And one of the things you guys do really well is create sacred space and support. And there's a reason why you attract a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs and spiritual coaches and stuff like that, because you're vibing at that level. So you create a really safe space. Um, I think one of the greatest things that people do is that when they give you, um, when they give you room to be yourself and they keep telling you like, you know, you're doing awesome. This is great. This is this. And you guys are so kind with your feedback and whatever. So. It's. It's. I'm just telling you, guys, whoever's out there listening, if you hear my voice and you are like, I have a podcast idea, you have to talk to my friends, Michelle and Braden, because they will help you to start living that dream and getting that voice out there and doing the thing. Whatever that calling is in your heart, you could not find a better or safer or more genius um, set of symbols. To help you do it. So thank you guys for having me on the show and helping me to launch the Karen Kenny show. And I always want to say it's K-E-N-N-E-Y. Uh because people call me Kenny like the shoes, Kennedy like JFK. I'm like, it's Kenny with two E's. (laughs) So thank you so much. I appreciate you guys so much. I love you guys. So thank you.
0: We will definitely have that written accurately in the show notes for you. (laughs) Click the link, subscribe below.
2: Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.